We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. What invokes authority in your life? There's this idea, spoken or not, that certain people and places demand respect, authority, as if their existence alone has earned such a right to be valued over another, as if their role, title, or association holds power to validate or invalidate your own. But where does this idea come from? Who determines if such a place or individual is worthy of such honor? At what point does a label or role earn the respect associated with it? When is it okay to acknowledge that not all who hold a name are worthy of its authority? Today I want to talk to you about how respect, authority, and our parents impact how we are showing up in the world today. How what impacts us is out of our control, but how we allow it to become a part of our thinking is up to us. How to step into challenging authority when it no longer is worthy of holding honor and how to do it with dignity. So grab your coffee or tea, buckle up if you're in your car, and let's dive in. So you are up, you know, grown up. Your parents' influence for the most part is already there. It's a part of you the intentional parts they wanted to give you, and the mess they either hoped you wouldn't pick up on or the mess they didn't even know they passed on. For some of us, our parents are people that have been and remain our greatest influence. For some of us, it's positive, while for some of us, it's pretty negative. But like it or not, we have all been impacted by what our parents did or did not do. The ways they showed up, or didn't in each of our lives. Before I go any further, I want to remind you of something I believe very deeply. That no matter what cards we are dealt, no matter what home we live in, what our circumstances are, what we have at our disposal or not, what happens to us or doesn't, we are the ones who choose who we become. We do not choose what will impact us, but we choose how we let that impact be returned back to the world and how we let it define us. No one but you will decide what gets to become a part of your identity. You are not defined by your circumstances. You are not defined by what happens in your life. You are not defined by what happens to you, and you are not defined by who your family is. You are defined by what you choose to become, how you choose to treat others, how you choose to treat yourself, and how you choose to show up in the world. So. What's the difference between what impacts us and what defines us? Impact is defined as one object coming forcibly in contact with another. In the case of relationships or what happens in our lives, this looks like us having zero control over what or who we come in contact with and zero control over who impacts us. That means someone or something in our lives has the power to leave a gaping hole or give us something to stand up on. And we can't do a thing about it. We don't decide what impacts us, but we choose if it becomes a part of our identity. We choose if that gaping hole gets filled in or if that leg up means we can't take a step on our own. 
we decide to what degree those things continue to influence our impact on the rest of the world. So with that in mind, let's chat about our parents a little bit. I pulled those of you in my community on social media and asked a couple questions because I feel one thing that I've learned when it comes to talking with others is that our opinion on what is normal is often skewed. It is often reflective of our own life and reality and the perception of what we believe is reality for everyone else. I've seen that play out and cause others to believe things like, I'm the only one who feels this way. I'm the only one who has experienced this thing. I'm the only one whose family looks like this or isn't normal. There's this reality that we are all hyper-focused in on our own lives. We worry what others think of us more than we look or are aware of others. When it comes to what we look like, what we say, or how we act. A reality that we are so focused in on us that we often don't notice these same insecurities in others even though they are present in all of us. And when it comes to our family life, this isn't any different. We often can communicate to ourselves that we are the only one or we are the minority when it comes to certain topics or experiences. This can be alienating and cause us to see ourselves in a negative and often untrue light. But the truth is, many of us have experienced the same things been impacted by the same experiences or feel the same fear of letting parts of those things that impacted us become us. We push hard to achieve the opposite of what we were most hurt by or push hard to hold on to what we felt most loved in. We believe that it's on us to repair or not pass on the negative impact we've experienced and we feel a sense of responsibility to live up to what was given to us. But that pressure, that expectation, it isn't always accurate. The idea that we are alone in something or the only one experiencing it isn't always accurate either. I want to talk with you today about how the impact our parents had on us, good or bad, and yeah, I believe those are the only two options because no impact is still an impact, but how that impact might be affecting how we define ourselves today, how that impact determines our barometer for respect how that impact determines our opinion of authority, and how that impact affects the way we stand up or don't for what is right. I want to rabbit trail a little here, so bear with me. But I want to talk for a minute about leadership, because I believe that positions of leadership are not only positions that hold respect and authority, but that respect is also closely tied to how they make those following them feel. For many of us, our parents were the first leaders in our lives, the first ones that we had to respect, the first form of authority in our lives, good or bad. From day one, we were impacted by their leadership. So what determines if someone is a leader worthy of authority and our respect? Okay, rabbit trailing back a little here. As I mentioned, I I pulled and asked some questions of those of you in my social media community. And shout out to you guys for taking the time to always chat with me and answer my questions. It means a ton. I love getting to hear from you all. And I so appreciate how each of you continue to allow me to learn from you. But I asked, what makes someone worthy of authority or respect to you? And I want to share some of these answers before I share more of my own thoughts. So here's what you guys said. 
What makes someone worthy of authority and respect? Seeing them live their lives with integrity and knowing they model respectful values. Fully living what they preach. Seeing the unseen. Small acts of kindness and honesty. Depends on the context of the authority and their character for respect. If they are honest and authentic in their communication and in their personal and business relationships. If they have wisdom, open-mindedness, and accountability. They need to be honest and consistent. They need to have mutual respect, not be one-sided. And one of you said, respect is my default. Disrespect is earned. When it comes to who gets our respect, most of us agree that such an individual must be honest, consistent, respect others, and live out what they claim. I would personally say the same, that those in authority must live up to the position they have been given. And given, I believe, is the right word here. No one human is better than another, not more worthy of our respect than another, and not more deserving of a position of authority simply based upon their existence alone. Instead, most of us define the worth of this position by that individual's character, by the way they live and the way they choose to show up in the world, and often by the way they make those under them feel. When it comes to the term leadership, or even viewing how those in leadership and authority over us have impacted us, how our parents have impacted us, how that impact is or is not defining us, I believe the way we feel under that individual is what stays with us the longest. A good leader listens, supports the overall goal by supporting those under them in care and kindness towards that end. A good leader counts themselves as part of the team. They don't view chores or work as beneath them, but rather lead by example. A good leader admits when they mess up and takes responsibility for their actions and words. A good leader isn't afraid of change, but is willing to learn and hear new ideas as times, needs, and individuals change. A good leader takes care of those under them. A good leader works hard alongside their team. A good leader is encouraging. A good leader allows the individual's personal strengths to be fostered and used. A good leader listens to their team and values their thoughts. A good leader is understanding, but doesn't ignore a problem. Our parents were our first taste of leadership. They impacted our view of authority, either what we appreciated in it and wanted to continue to model or what we wanted to avoid. So how do these qualities of leadership play into what we learned from our parents? Is our ability to define a good leader contingent on experiencing one? Is our ability of becoming a good leader based upon our experience? Are we able to determine right and wrong and assess what is worth our sacrifice in standing up to evil authority, regardless of our experience? Is our barometer for respect based upon our parents? Is our opinion or definition of authority based on our parents' role in our lives? Do they impact our ability to know when we need to stand up to authority? Let me answer these briefly and then I'll expound a bit more. To simply say no, no, yes, no and yes, sometimes and maybe. I'll explain more, but I want to share some of your thoughts first. When talking to a lot of you in my community, 45% of you said that you feel your parents were very supportive, while 42% of you said that you felt your parents' support only sometimes, 
and 12% of you said you didn't feel support at all. That means over half of you grew up not feeling fully supported or supported at all, and that almost half of you felt a lot of support from your parents. I also asked if you felt your parents were easy to talk to, if you made a mistake, and 56% of you said it depends on the mistake. 26% of you said absolutely not, and that you avoided telling them at all. That means 82% of you did not feel like you could come to your parents if you messed up in certain ways or at all. 18% of you said that your parents were always easy to talk to and you could bring your mistakes to them without a problem. What these two questions mean when compared to your answers about what makes someone worthy of authority and respect is that you didn't have to experience it to know what it looks like. That means your understanding of something isn't bound to your experience. It means that you choose how you let what has impacted you define you. It also means that none of us are alone in our experience. Some of us have experienced homes where leadership, as we all define it, as being a role of support, encouragement, someone who led by example, listened, and took responsibility for their actions, was what we grew up in. Yet, some of us grew up in homes where the exact opposite was experienced, where support was lacking and encouragement hard to find, where we learned on our own and found that not all those in authority are worthy of such positions. So, let's look at each of these questions a little further. At what point is it okay to remove yourself from authority? Well, when an authority figure is challenging your safety, morality, or another's well-being, you become the leader. It is within each of us to step up and speak up about what we know to be right. The same innate ability within us to define a leader is just as capable of rising to the occasion. A leader defends and takes ownership over their team or those in their care. That means they may have the glory, but it also means they absorb the failure and don't shift it to those whom they are leading. It is within each of us to rise to the occasion to accept the ability to lead a part of humanity in standing up to one not honoring such a role or title. There will be leadership in place, so decide whom you will follow, or if you will step up and fulfill what it means to lead. How about who determines if a place or individual is worthy of authority? Well, simply put, you do. Like we already talked about, you choose, right or wrong, if you will allow another's actions and words to define how you show up in the world, who you will follow, and what gets to determine your next steps. So at what point does a label or a role earn the respect associated with it? One of the questions I asked my community is, what is one thing your parents did that you are grateful for? And I want to share some of those with you now. You guys said, I'm grateful for how my dad was supportive of unconventional careers and didn't expect me to just become a doctor. My parents gave me constant love, support, and encouragement and forgiveness. They modeled hard work and perseverance. My father would always apologize to me first for hurting me, no matter what I had done. They had me grow up poor, and because of that, my work ethic is insane. We spent time together, and they pushed us to work together. They taught me to not be too proud, to not just be in this leadership role, but to be a friend also, a genuine friend. They taught us to think for ourselves, 
they worked hard. They instilled a family-oriented mentality with a work ethic to improve myself and others. They always helped me pursue work and school. They didn't raise me to be weak, which I'm truly grateful for. They did everything to make sure I was fed and had the best opportunities. They brought me into this world. I think you all defined this so beautifully by sharing for some the ways you chose to see the good in things that maybe weren't the best and how so many of you shared ways that that role was earned by simply showing up day in and day out, by being human, but demonstrating care and love and your ability to discern the motivation and heart behind it, even if it didn't always line up with your plans. I believe when it comes to authority and leadership, we want to know whom it is we are following. That respect we give that role is often earned, or at the least, increases as it is defined and established. We are all in leadership roles. Someone is following each of us in some way. Are you earning the right to that role? Are you worthy of the authority you hold? For some of us, it might be hard to see where that role lies, who is looking up to us, and what our responsibility is in stepping up and choosing to impact those around us for the better. For me, as a mom to four girls, I'm constantly aware of the impact I have, the one I'm leaving on them, and if I'm worthy of the authority and role I play in their lives. I believe we must be willing to look at our lives, to see how those around us feel, to develop an ability to be perceptive of another, to be willing to own our faults and exert effort to change when we need to. Not all who hold a role are worthy of its authority. Our parents left an impact on us. They created a lens we often look through. But we choose how intently we will focus on what we see. We choose what we zoom in on. We choose what we capture and take with us. That impact goes with us, but to what degree is up to us. If we pass it on, good or bad, or if we let it hold us in safety or fear. It is on us to lead ourselves and to lead those around us, regardless of our title or our background. Regardless, we will leave an impact. Our ability to define and become a good leader is not contingent on experiencing one. We are able to determine right and wrong. We are able to assess what is worth our sacrifice. We are able to stand up to evil authority, regardless of our experience. Our barometer for respect is based upon our willingness to value ourselves and humanity with equality. And so, we must be willing to accept that humanity holds value, that we as an individual are counted among such value, and that who we become is a result of what we allow to define us and not what has impacted us. There is much that goes on in this world that deserves our attention, our ears, our hearts, and our action. We don't often hear or choose to understand parts of this world, but each corner of it holds humanity, fighting for its own right to be seen, to be valued, its right to choose. I want to close this episode out with something I wrote that I hope encourages you to take the time to see a corner of this world where Humanity is fighting for its value. And in case you're not sure what I'm talking about, I'll share some links in the show notes of what's currently going on in Iran, what's happening over there, and how it's just one corner of the world where someone is speaking up and fighting for their value to be seen. So let me share this with you. 
Alas, a risk to take, that one might choose to break, a rule so glibly placed, upon a head few eyes have graced, for one might not be seen, and another might never deem a life worth being known. But a life to be its own, how will one choose to dream? What one will do to suppress, as another will defiantly undress? For what is seen may at times be ruled, but what is within will never be subdued. To the young girls that speak with their lives at risk, that stare authority in the face and confidently take their place as leaders, as a voice for truth, for their right to choose their path, for the world to see them, for the authority over them to earn its title, to be worthy of respect, to give it in return. To these women, I salute you, for I cannot stand with you, because I do not understand your struggle, because your struggle is not my own. But you are seen, my darlings, you are heard, as you boldly demand justice for the life of your sister, as you boldly fight for your right to choose, for your right to live. So wherever you're tuning in from today, I just want to say thanks for for sharing this time with me, for lending me your ear, and letting me share a little bit of what's on my heart. Sincerely, your fellow human. Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.